Today's episode of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast is brought to you by Hostfully, the market leader in digital guidebooks for short-term rental hosts. With Hostfully, you can create a beautiful online guidebook that you can send to your guests so they have a better experience and you get fewer questions. Sign up now at hostfully.com to get two months for free by using code PAD. That's P-A-D. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to podcast number 403. Today we have two very lovely guests on the show and we are going to talk about how you can stand out as an Airbnb host by leveraging experiential design. Uh, welcome to the show, Kate and Bessney. They are the co-founders of Retreat Design, an all-in-one Airbnb experiential design company. And Kate is also a super host with 10 units under her umbrella, mostly in uh, Joshua Tree. So Kate and Betsy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. We, I've been a little bit of an awkward fangirl this whole time, just so you know, because actually, Jasper, I don't know if you remember this, but you and I emailed back and forth two or three years ago about one of my listings and you helped do a once over on it on your YouTube channel. Awesome. That's sweet. That's sweet. Uh, I have to be honest and I do not remember that because uh, I get so many emails that uh, so I hope you uh, forgive me for that. But uh, I'm excited to, uh, to have you on the, on the show today and learn uh, from you guys about uh, how we can really create an amazing experience for our Airbnb host using design. And uh, like we mentioned uh, before we started recording this podcast, you know, we, I think we all agree that this is something that's going to be more and more important going forward as a, as a host to be able to stand out from the crowd, especially when you're in a drive-to destination uh, like your Tree, where the destination in itself might not be, you know, super exciting or exotic for people that drive up from LA. But yeah, so that's why it's so important to create a unique experience. So let's dive. Uh, let's dive right in. What, well, first of all, what is experiential design? Well, sure. I'll take this. Experiential design is really, because Airbnb is so different from residential, we really wanted to capture the idea that when hosts come for a visit, uh, they want a residential experience, but it is about the experience. So we are hosting um, we're designing as if we're hosting someone into our own homes, whether that, you know, Airbnb is specifically for business only and no one actually does live there full time. Um, so the experiential design is really about all facets of the actual guest experience. And you know what's really interesting? Um, I, I was talking to somebody who was involved in a, a very big uh, short-term rental company. It doesn't exist anymore, but they used to have a lot of units and they had in, in one building that had... The, the same type of units, they were all the same size, everything was the same, except for some units who had different interior design. And this person was telling me how one unit would literally outperform all of the other units by like 2x just because of the design, which kind of blew my mind. Yeah. So, okay. So we have that exact, we have that exact same thing that we found. There's not a lot of multifamily units in the desert area um, that are being used for Airbnb, but randomly we happen to have two different duplexes that are under our umbrella that we've designed. Um, and 
the most interesting thing happened is we, as an experiential design company, we look to utilize every single inch of a house into creating a cool experience, into creating something to do. So we took one duplex and we did one, uh, which is a yoga, we converted one of the garages into a yoga room. And we, on the other side of the duplex, we converted the garage into a game room. So it has this Pac-Man, it has shuffleboard, it has a little bar. So it's more of like an evening entertainment and the, the game room outperforms the yoga room significantly to the extent where um, when we have a lull in, um, in bookings, probably sometime over the next month or two, we're thinking of taking out that, that yoga room and just doing another game room or doing something more similarly like active entertainment. Uh, we thought we'd be capturing a little bit more of the, the yogi and meditation crowd in Joshua Tree. And while the people who do go to that house really enjoy that experience, it just doesn't get booked as much or for as high of a nightly rate as the game room house. Wow, that's really interesting. So when you when you go about in designing a unit, do you first like pick a theme that you want to go after? Or do you kind of look at the rooms individually and decide what to do with it? I'll have the, the host side to it. She'll have the design side to it more. When we, we go into a house, one of the very first things we identify is what the unique differentiators are going to be. Because if you think about it, every house is going to have bedrooms, a kitchen, bathrooms, whatever. Those aren't going to sell a house, especially in a market like Joshua Tree, where you're creating little mini resorts. So we look at that unique property and we say, what can we make stand out here? And is there you know, in one of the houses that we're working on now, there, there was this ton of like exposed cinder block and an old shed. So we're making, you know, these beautiful murals. There was a garage that wasn't going to be used for parking. Airbnb guests out here just don't really use garages for parking. So based on historical data with the game room, we're converting that into a game room. So we really look at besides what experience can we create first? And then it goes more into the, the design process of things. And as far as themes go, not necessarily a theme as much as we do try to identify after we take stock of that, you know, unique value proposition that the property itself may have. We take stock of the type of guest that the host is most interested in. And of course, then the type of guest that we think is most likely, you know, just the basic demographics of the guests that visit the Joshua Tree area. Um, And we develop a a persona basically for each room. Um, We try to really imagine exactly how the space is going to be used by families, by large groups, by young partiers, you know, whatever, um, whatever lands on the list. And then we do design for that always keeping in mind uh, what the most parallel competition is doing and always trying to kind of level up on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thinking back to when I visited Joshua Tree. This is in 2014, I believe, um, when I'm sure it's changed quite a bit. Back then it was pretty quiet. Uh, I just remember there was one bar, it's called The Saloon. Is that still there? Yeah, there's literally like, that's the only bar. Oh. The perfect <laughs> point is like, in, if you go to beautiful Panama City, you stumble out of your Airbnb and there's going to be bars and I don't know, casinos or shows or, or what have you. We have in, so when we talk about the Joshua Tree area, we're really talking about this huge stretch of the 62, which goes from 29 Palms, Joshua Tree, Yucca Valley, Pioneer Town, and some of the little landers, some little surrounding areas. We literally have pretty much one bar in each of those cities. And those cities are like 25 minutes away. So we have like well, I'm sorry. In Pioneer Town, we have two bars. There's one bar called the Saloon, which is in Joshua Tree. 
And there's one restaurant, which also serves a mean cocktail and 29 palms. So if you're willing to drive 30 minutes, you can get to the second bar, but you're not really going bar hopping out here. And that's, you know, going back to like creating an experience within the Airbnb is maybe you go have dinner at the saloon, you get a beer or two, but then really you're going to go back to your Airbnb and, and hang out for the evening. Yeah, I think we had some tequila shots and we did some karaoke back then. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of got a little bit out of control, if I remember correctly. But let's uh, let's not worry about that. Uh, <laughs> maybe a different podcast. But yeah, so so you're saying okay, so Joshua Tree is. I mean, obviously it's it's famous for the the, the tree, right? It's is that cactus that doesn't grow anywhere else. I mean, it grow. It's it's a very particular environment that has to nurture a Joshua tree. Um, they're actually protected right now, or they've just recently become protected species. And yeah, so if you go into the park, it really looks like Dr. Seuss's interpretation of Mars. It's so beautiful. It's so rad, but you can't really spend more than, I mean, I don't know how avid of a hiker you are, but the, the average person who comes is going to go to the park for four, maybe six hours max a day. And it is kind of like a drive. The park is so huge. So maybe you go for a hike during the day. Maybe you go back stargazing at night, but really you're only there like four to six hours each day. So one question that I get quite a, a bit from people who want to do something special with, with their Airbnb is the cost, the budget, right? They say, well, I, I want to turn my Airbnb into something really cool. I want to do some interior design, but you know, I don't have a large budget. Can you still... Can you still do something and create some experiential design without spending, you know, five or 10,000 or more dollars? I think it depends on the market that you're in specifically. I mean, when we talk about experiential design, you know, we, like Jay, Kay often jokes about a bingo card for a Joshua Tree Airbnb. So, you know, where we're at, at minimum, you really need to bone up at least 5K for a decent hot tub because stargazing in a hot tub is just an experience that your guests need. It immediately will have a return on investment that is worthwhile. You know, so really the budget just, I think it depends on the market. Now, in other markets like a Panama City, for example, you know, you may be able to just curate some local artisans or, you know, create a gallery of local artists or something that just gives it a local flair that provides an experience for the guests but isn't as pricey as some other things so i think it just depends yeah that's a really that's a really good point honestly you know betsy and i you know a little history we were roommates when we were super broke and living in la back in 2009 and one of the things that we loved to do hungover was go to thrift stores and find these unique pieces and even though you know we're no longer in that exact same or now we've, we've carried that over into a lot of our design and some of the pieces that really stand out in our houses are not a bed that we bought on overstock, but rather, you know, these little thrift stores, little Facebook market finds, little Craigslist finds, stuff that we've scoured the internet and found, and they're not always the most expensive piece. And those give a lot of vibe to, to the properties that we work on. Are you guys familiar with the, with that little dome? That's always like the, the most booked Airbnb in the world. Oh, the dome house? Yeah, there, there's this tiny little wooden dome somewhere in the forest. I can't remember where it was exactly, but I, I just saw an article a couple of days ago that talks about that particular the particular unit. And apparently it's like the, the the has the highest demand of any Airbnb in the world, right? And you know, you're talking about how it it's not necessarily you don't have to spend a ton of money to create something unique. And I, I always think of that dome because that didn't cost much to build. 
but people are paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars to to stay there. I want to go there. It sounds awesome. You know, one of the things like, especially with Joshua Tree, it's, it's for the past few years, it's made these lists of like, every investor rush and put all your money into Joshua Tree, which has totally saturated the market. But that's fine if you are willing to put in the cash and or sweat equity to make a unique property out here. But that's the thing is you have to make a unique property. There is going to be some market correction. And I know everyone hates the idea of market correction. I know it's not going to happen, but we're saturating a market there, even though right now we're at about three and a half million visitors annually in Joshua tree. And it grows um, by just around 10% annually. At some point, there's just going to be, especially like hot desert months. If you don't have a unique property, you're not going to get booked and you're going to start to see the cream rise to the top and the rest fall off. And so there's all these investors rushing out. And we talk, honestly, we talk to these people all the time and they're like, we've never been to Joshua tree. I want to, you know, outfit a three bedroom. I just talked to someone like last week who's like, I have a three bedroom house on a half acre with a garage and I want to outfit the entire thing for like $15,000. Oh man, that's going to get you nowhere. Like, and it's not just about the budget. I mean, it is partially about the budget, but it's like, if you're not invested in creating a really unique space out here, you might get some initial bookings, but you're not going to have a thriving business. Like all of these investment blogs are telling us that we're all going to have out here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you made a a really good point earlier where you were saying, you know, when you, when you think about what you want to design, what type of experience you want to create, you have to really start with, you know, who am I trying to attract and who visits this market? You know, I think that hot tub is a really interesting one where I could totally, totally see that, right? People come to Joshua Tree and they want to look at those stars and sit in the hot tub. And if you don't have that, then, you know, that's, that's a challenge, right? So it is very, very market dependent, um, as, you, as you said. So the, and that it also makes it a, such an interesting topic as well, right? It's definitely something we actually have to work against. We were talking to someone maybe eight months ago or something. And she was very good about doing her due diligence as a first time host about reading the forums and reading the blogs. And, you know, every blog was saying, don't worry about a hot tub. Don't worry about X, Y, or Z. It takes 10 K to furnish a three bedroom house, whatever. And we are telling her like, no, that's a different market in Joshua tree. You have to have an outdoor experience. You have to have the fire pit. Even if it's propane, you have to have you know, the barbecue and the hot tub and all these different things. And it's, it's unique to this market. If you even go out to a market an hour, two hours away, it's just, it's just different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes all the sense. Due to COVID, it's now more important than ever that your guests actually read your house rules and check-in instructions. And there's no better way to deliver that information than by using an online hostfully guidebook. You can build your guidebook in just a few hours and simply include a link to your guidebook in your welcome email. Your guests can access it on desktop, on mobile, and they can even print it out. Now, as a result, you look super professional. Your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y.com, code PAD, which is P-A-D. Let's talk a little bit about 
the community and how we can create a win-win situation between Airbnb hosts and the local communities. Because uh, I know in Joshua Tree, it's kind of exploded. There might be some resistance against Airbnb from you know local residents. There's prices, house prices go up and you know things are getting more expensive. And that's something that we obviously we see that a lot in larger cities as well. Um, but you guys are pretty actively involved you know, with the local community and you're trying to, to really create that win-win situation. So can you, can you touch a bit on that and how, how you guys do that? So I grew up in the desert and I feel very attached to the success of my local community. Mm-hmm. I think that one of the biggest detriments to the success of the Airbnb entrepreneur and the success of the community is this like us versus them attitude. And it doesn't have to be like that. That's counterproductive. I look at the number of people that I am literally currently employing, whether it be housekeeping, property management, maintenance guys, guys to help me, you know, upgrade houses, et cetera. These are providing tons of jobs and we actively work for living wages. So if you are, you know, an unskilled laborer, maybe you go to um, a fast food restaurant or McDonald's or something, uh, Walmart, and you're making 10 bucks an hour, 12 bucks an hour, 15 bucks an hour, whatever the starting wages are. But we as a team are actively fighting for living wages for our staff and ensure that our staff is being paid more than they would be paid if it weren't for this business, were it not for this um, entire vertical, this entire industry rather. And so what we're trying to do is raise not only the income of the people who are working on our team, but in addition to that, make sure that the average wage in the area is going up. If unchecked, Airbnbs could create a housing crisis. It is the responsibility of every host to ensure that we are giving back to the community by helping raise wages, by providing jobs to locals, by making sure that we're not decimating the housing market. Betsy and I talked to a lot of investors who have, like I said, read all these blogs and say, it's a gold mine out there, yada, yada, yada. But we're, you know, we're actively trying to get investors to do ground up builds rather than remodels so that we're adding to the availability of houses. And if you are putting in Airbnb, seeing if we can get people to create a new house for it rather than take a house off the market. So there's a million different ways that we're actively using our position as advisors and consultants in the market to not only raise the current wage, but also make sure that the, we're taking care of the, the housing market. Sure, Betsy, did you want to comment on that as well? Well, Kate generally synopsizes quite well, so I'm just nodding my head in agreement and, you know, awesome. fully, fully filling it. Um, I, you know, the only thing I was thinking while she was speaking is just that when there is so much demand like there is in the Joshua Tree area, you know, paying the staff living wages is beneficial to us as business owners as well. So, you know, just to be fully transparent, like we're very community oriented, you know, we have deep morale when it comes to that, but also, you know, we're doing our best to make sure that we keep get and keep really great workers because that market is exploding right now. And so I think that just while Kate was talking about that, I was just thinking, you know, that I hope that that the community already is feeling that benefit because there is so much demand for the type of work that, that we are employing already. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, your company, Retreat Design. So do you do you guys offer your services throughout the whole country or is it, is it just Joshua Tree or California? 
<laughs> this is where Kate makes a joke about me drinking too much coffee. <laughs> Was not going to make that joke whatsoever. <laughs> so occasionally, um, if I'm feeling ambitious, I may give Kate a video chat and start pitching nationwide ideas. So just a little bit of history. Kate has, you know, in her property units that she's had throughout time, I've helped her, you know, just consulted and advised in terms of, you know, specific product recommendations or, you know, yeah, rooms. The truth of it is she has tailed a head, whatever, designed every single property that I've ever touched. And so last year after, you know, this probably seventh or eighth one completed, I just over a weekend put together a website and was like, you know what, we're going to do this officially because I am doing it for free. <laughs> and so let's do it. Let's do it for real. Um, and so retreat was really the merge of my business, the estate of things with Kate's business, Riley. So when we first started, it was just like, you know, whatever comes our way, like, we'll just see where the water flows. It was very like, arm wavy, like whatever, I'll just put this website up and ha ha ha, maybe next time we get a client, like I'll get paid jokes, you know, whatever jokes. And lo and behold, we got a client and then we got another client and then another project was in our laps. And then, you know, we had another consultancy opportunity. And so things just started to kind of snowball um, in a magical way as I really knew that they would as I was building that website. And I, you know, faith. I was like, we're going to put a website and we're going to be those entrepreneurs who are like, we're going to put a website and our business is going to be, you know, just crazy successful because we put a website and, and I, and all the time I was like, yeah, Betsy, sure. We're going to do that. Um, and I had zero faith and I went into it like neither of us, no, it'll, it'll be fine. Yeah. And then just lo and behold, like Betsy said, like, Right. Which I attribute completely to, you know, the fire of the market that is Joshua Tree right now and the excellent network that Kate has built out there as, you know, an active Airbnb super host and in hiring so many people and, you know, in being kind of a go-to resource on social media for a lot of people out there that are doing similar things. And, you know, so in moments, I think that, you know, nationwide pursuits are a fantasy and a dream. Um, it would be really easy. Kate and I both have marketing backgrounds. So, you know, sometimes I think it would be really easy for us to create a little bit of a content churn and really, you know, take some of our advice and consultancy online through shopping lists and, you know, just general advice through social media. But also Kate and I are doing this as our primary mission is to, you know, take the projects that are fun and to enjoy, you know, exploring our friendship and as a partnership and working together on these projects as we have been for the past few years. And so I think it just waxes and wanes from day to day. You know, we are both busy. We both have our own renovations going on at all times. And so it remains to be seen exactly what the growth trajectory will be. Where can people find you? Our website well, is byretreat, B-Y-R-E-T-R-E-A-T.com. Um, awesome. Our Instagram handle is Retreat Airbnb, and we high, we showcase a lot of our properties, and we do offer some design tips for people who are in other markets or you know wanting to implement what we've found as successful. And you can also check out our most recent project, which is the Desert Barn House. So Desert Barn House on Instagram. Desert Barn Barn House and Retreat Airbnb. Retreat Airbnb on Instagram. Correct. Awesome. Sweet. All right, before we wrap up this podcast, Kate, you are a super host since 2016. So clearly you've got a lot of experience. What's your, your best tip for somebody who wants to start out on Airbnb right now? Think of your guest's experience and your guest happiness primarily. Money will follow. 
if you are looking at Airbnb hosting purely through a financial lens, there's going to be a little umami missing from your properties and from your business. So yeah, number one thing is think about your guests, think about the experience, think about it as if you were hosting your friends, your family and the place and the experience that you would set up for them. Make your guests happy and the, and the money will follow. That's a, that's a good one. I like that. Sweet guys. Oh, thank you so much for uh, joining the show today. And again, if you want to know more about Kate and Betsy, or you're interested in learning about design, you can uh, go to retreatdesign.com. Check them out on Instagram, Retreat Airbnb. And what was the barn house again? Joshua Tree Barn House? Desert Barn House. Desert Barn House. That's right. Um, awesome. The URL is actually buyretreat.com. Oh, sorry. Buyretreat.com. But we'll have all the links and all the information. Everything we talked about will be available on the show notes page uh, on getpaidforyourpad.com as well. Just uh, click on podcast in the menu bar and then you'll see every episode has, uh, has show notes with links and all of that. So awesome. Well, thanks so much for, for being on the show. Any, any last last thoughts before we wrap this up? Thank you so much, Jasper. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, guys. And uh, thanks to the listeners for listening. And of course, we'll be back on Thursday. I'll be back with Eric. And then next week on Monday, we'll be back with uh, one of our Legends X students. So it's going to be a a fun show as well. So thanks, everybody. And see you next time. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. If you have over 30 units, you have an annual revenue of over $2 million, or you operate boutique hotels, then the STR Legend Mastermind is for you. You are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high-level entrepreneurs in our mastermind, and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.